As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. An emergency Caps podcast, sound the alarm. It's not good breaking news, but it is breaking news that everybody's talking about right now. Henrik Lundqvist, not going to play for the Capitals this year. He will sit out the season with a heart condition. We're also going to talk to former Capital Brent Johnson as well. J.J. Regan and I are up next on the Capitals Talk podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Every once in a while when you do an emergency pod, I feel like it can be breaking news that's good. Unfortunately, when it comes to the Capitals and Henrik Lundqvist and him now not playing this season, it is not good news. And first and foremost on this J.J. Regan, it's, it's certainly about his health, and you hope that he can figure out what he needs to do to get back to just being healthy before we start talking about anything else like uh, you know, playing hockey again or anything like that. This is so important that we had to do this emergency pod basically on the road. And the reason why I say that is I'm literally in the drive-thru of Chick-fil-A at this moment as we're recording this. Because when stuff breaks, I've been on the road for half of this day. So I'm sitting in the car. I'm not driving, though, JJ. I do want to add that. But this was so important that we had this that I dropped everything and used the beauty of technology to react. But I am getting Chick-fil-A as this goes on. So if you hear anything, that's just sort of part of how this works. (laughs) What a trooper you are. Hey man, yeah, the, I'm a team player. The Lundquist news was just a total punch to the gut. He had no idea it was coming. It wasn't, you know, we're all anticipating. I've seen the jerseys for sale. I've seen everyone. There's been debate about whether or not he could be the number one goalie over Samsonov. Obviously, the most important thing is his health, as you said. We want to make sure he, he's okay and he gets better, and I think that's more important than what it means for the Capitals. But – this is a Capitals podcast, so we got to talk about what that means, and it's a punch to the gut. I've written about how signing Lundqvist saved the Capitals offseason because they found a goalie at a good price tag who checked all the boxes of what they wanted, a guy who could mentor Samsonov, a guy who could play a high number of games and push him for the number one starting job, a guy who, if Samsonov turns out he's not ready for the number one job, could step in and play a high number of games. All that's out the window. Now you got to start over, but you're not starting over in the offseason when all the options are still available. You're not now starting in in the offseason when most of those goalies in that high free agent market are now gone. So the Capitals are in a tough spot here. Obviously, Lundqvist and his health are what's most important, but 
it's it's a tough day for everybody. Yeah, and, and we do have to look at it from just a, a hockey standpoint, a team standpoint, a business standpoint, because that's where the Capitals are now. I mean, he's going to go and address what he needs to address, and clearly that's the smart decision. But now in the organization, I mean, the, the timing is – it's terrible for them because you had your plan in place. And how long did we talk about this from the end of the postseason – when the speculation was that Braden Holtby was going to be gone to, okay, we know that Ilya Samsonov is supposed to be the future, but they're going to need a veteran there because we have seen a very small sample size of Samsonov, including not even seeing him in the bubble and the restart. So this was the perfect scenario. We knew that it made sense. The rumors were out there early. Everything fit perfectly with this. And the organization crossed it off their checklist, right? You've got all these things that are on your to-do list every off season, and there's nothing better. I know this because whenever I have a to-do list, JJ, I like to sometimes write things I've already done just so I can cross them out, just so I can feel better about it. The Cavs were able to feel good about so many things that they crossed out their to-do list, and now one of their glaring needs is back open with not a lot of options out there right now. Yeah, they picked up a lot of players in free agency too, so it may actually be tougher to figure things out than it was beforehand. We'll get into the options uh, a little bit later, but you know, we also got to talk about one of the great players of this era. With That could be the last time we see him play a hockey game and I know he was very careful not to say he was retiring I think that was I, I don't want to pretend that I know what he was thinking he didn't mention he was retiring and that's very good news for the Capitals because he's over 35 and that would have cap implications if he was retiring so I think but given the situation when you're talking about heart condition for a 30 a guy who's already 39 years old that could be the last we see him and it's not the way anyone wants to see his career end he was one of the great – he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be one of the great goaltenders of all time. And it's just a, a, a rotten way for this potentially to end, having been bought out by New York and never getting that last chance to make that last push for the Stanley Cup and then having to leave before the season. So it, it's, it's a sad way for potentially his career to end. It's a sad day for the Capitals because even if he does come back, it's – that ship has probably sailed. It was only a one-year deal, and the Capitals will probably be in a different situation next year. So it, it, it's just a sad day all around. And he was coming in motivated, too, which was always a good thing for the organization. He was somebody that had something to prove. But, look, we can't speculate on where this is going to go after the season. The only thing we can go by is what we know right now. And then Henrik Lundqvist is not going to play this year, which puts that much more pressure on Ilya Samsonov, who we already – knew was tabbed as the future. But when we talk about the small sample size, it's like, all right, you can thrust this kid in and say, go out there and be our number one goaltender. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be bumps in the road. And by having that, that, that parachute of Henrik Lundqvist waiting where you knew if there was a stretch where Sam Sonoff was struggling, all right, you throw Henrik Lundqvist out there. You know what you're going to get out of him. You know that he's going to be experienced. He's going to be calm. He's going to be poised. And he may not have come in to specifically teach Sam Sonoff, but he was – going to at least be somebody that was a great example for him to learn from. Now the pressure is even, it, it's just even, the spotlight is going to be even brighter and the pressure is going to be even stronger on Samsonov to go out there and perform and perform right away with even less wiggle room. And by the way, JJ, we say this a thousand times, so this is going to be 1,001. Their title window is closing and they don't have a lot of time to allow a young goaltender to just kind of learn on the job. But that's kind of where they're going to be right now, barring some miracle trade that they can maybe pull off. Yeah, one thing you lose by losing Lundqvist is you lose that safety net. You lose that safety blanket. And that's the one thing that I've talked about with Brent Johnson, uh, the, the need for that, whether or not he felt that that was something that they had to have. 
is definitely something that they lost with Lundquist being gone. Um, and, you know, it's interesting to get Johnny's take on, on these things. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Samsonov uh, more later too, but like it, it's all in now. They, they, they have to be all in on Samsonov. They have no choice at this point. It's, it's him or bust. And, you know, it, the reason why they got Lundquist is because this is a guy with 26 games of NHL experience. You don't want to be in a situation where it's him or bust. You would like for him to come in, earn the number one job, end up playing if in an 82-game season, 50 or 60 games, and just being the guy and establishing himself as the guy. But when you have that little experience, you don't know if he can do that. We'd like to think he can, but you just don't know. Well, now you're all in on him. Now you got to bet the farm on him, and that's just the situation the Gaps find themselves in. And maybe maybe Johnny can come out of retirement because they may need all the help they can get. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see if maybe that's going to be the scenario. Hopefully it's not because I think he's probably had a few years out where he said, I'm done with it. Uh, speaking of Brent Johnson, here is your conversation with former Caps goaltender Brent Johnson. To talk about the big news today, let's bring in the number one goalie for us, NBC Sports Washington. It is Brent Johnson. Brent, I mean, first off, what was your reaction to the news today of Henrik Lundqvist being out for the season with a heart condition? Uh, it's, it's the most uh, left field thing that uh, has kind of happened in a while. Um, you know, this it was crazy. I mean, I, I read the news uh, on my phone uh, this afternoon. I immediately... I immediately called my wife because she was uh, she was helping um, she was helping Henry Henry uh, out with uh, you know real estate looking for an apartment so she had no idea as well except for that he del- had delayed things for a little while um, saying he couldn't get to town and uh, you know reading the article obviously we know why uh, but it's just it's crazy and now uh, the Caps are uh, you know back to uh, you know back. To you know, start the starting part. You know, they have they have to think about what they're going to do going uh, going forward now, and and finding someone to get in there and uh, and possibly be a backup this year. We'll get to what this means for the Capitals going forward in just a second. But you know, Henrik Lundqvist has been such a dominant goalie the last you know probably decade in the NHL. Johnny, what? Just react to this. Could be the last we've seen of him in the NHL. It, it's a it's a terrible way for his career to end. Just what has, as someone who's followed his career and knows the position as well as you do, you know, how good has Hen- Henrik Lundqvist's career been? Uh, he's he's been uh, uh, a dominant figure uh, between the pipes for the New York Rangers, but like you said, for the past decade, uh, if not longer. Um, uh, uh, whenever I faced him, I always knew I was going to get a game from him. He, he was never one of those guys to uh, let off the throttle. He was always going full bore. Um, just uh, a, a tough guy to play against. Uh, and, you know, what he what he actually did for the New York Rangers, uh, I, I, I would say that he's um, probably the best uh, goaltender for the New York Rangers organization to ever don, don the uh, Rangers sweater. So, uh, he's done a lot for the position. He's done a lot for uh, the New York Rangers, um, and he's done a lot for just uh, goaltenders in general. You know, I know a lot of a lot of kids, even in this area, uh, look up to him. Um, he's idolized uh, in lots of different places, probably uh, a lot in his hometown of Sweden, uh, in his homeland of Sweden, and uh, just uh, uh, one of those guys, a formidable 
formidable goalie. Uh, it's a it, it's a terrible loss for the for the Capitals uh, going forward because they thought this was going to be something uh, special and he'd give some uh, tutelage to young Samsonov. Yeah, and the most important thing, obviously, is that he gets better and he gets the treatment yes. he needs. Uh, but there's a season approaching, we think, yeah. and the Capitals are going to have to move on from this. So right now it looks like Samsonov is going to be the number one heading into next season from what you saw of him last year. Do you believe he is ready to take on the full-time starting role for the Caps? Well, uh, even even if there wasn't this medical issue with uh, with Henrik, and uh, I, I just hope he gets well and uh, makes sure everything is good on his end with his health. Um, but, uh, you know, even if he was still coming back, I, I would say that, uh, you know, it's, it's still up in the air about whether or not Samsonov can lead the charge, can be that goalie to take the Capitals to the, the next level. And the only reason I say that is because of the sample size. I mean, we know he's played uh, a lot of pro games in the minors, but he's only had 26 games in the NHL. He's only had one season under his belt. Now, that season was, was very good. He was very, very good early on in the early half of, uh, of last season. Uh, but things started to fall off. You know, he had, he had an injury late, um, which was uh, kind of shocking and out of the blue when they returned uh, to play. Um, so that's a question mark going forward. And then just bulk. You know, you think of games and uh, and how tough a season can be on on uh, on the body of a goaltender, and you just hope he can do it. Uh, but you know, going forward, that's the biggest question I have is uh, not whether he can uh, play well because I'm sure he can at times, but is if he can play consistently well and make them a uh, challenger for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and one thing that Henrik Lundqvist provided was we thought he would be that safety blanket in case Samsonov turned out was not ready to be the full-time number one guy. So we'll look at specific options in a minute, but do you believe they need a veteran backup as that safety blanket or, or can they go with a young tandem? You know, you you never really see, you know, uh, you know, teams that are, you know, going for, uh, you know, Stanley cups at the end, uh, end run of the playoffs that, it's uh, it's two young goaltenders that uh, you know are just starting off in the NHL that are, are bringing them there. You 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 hardly ever see that. Uh, it, it really hasn't happened in a while. And if I'm wrong, then uh, I stand corrected. But um, I I just I just think that you need someone with savvy. You need someone with uh, you know with having played the the veteran uh, the prowess of. Uh, playing in games, and even if it's just to help that starting goaltender in the mental side of the game. Uh, remember, you can have all the coaches in the world, um, but you need a guy that is uh, going to mentor you and, and be next to you and be beside you and guide you um, throughout to, to help you. Uh, and, you know, I think that that's basically what um, what Lundqvist was going to be for Samsonov. Um but it's just a it's just a big question mark for me. It, it really is. Uh, uh, if they do go out and get someone, say free agency, that's a a tough market. There's there's no real big names out there, and 
and then you know, like you said, with with uh, with Vanacek uh, backing up, it's just you know a couple question marks, uh, and and health remains an issue to me for Samsonov going forward. Yeah, you mentioned the free agent market. It is pretty slim pickings. You've got guys like Craig Anderson, Jimmy Howard, Ryan Miller. Any of those guys you think can be that that sort of mentor safety blanket, or or are are the Caps potentially in trouble here? I mean, you're you're back you're back to square one, right? It's uh, it, it really doesn't look like you have too many options. You know, you can you know you can kind of uh, try and get something so it looks good on paper. Uh, so you say you have that uh, experience behind you, but uh, from what's out there, there's a reason they're still out there uh, in my eyes, um, and uh, I don't think that uh, that's anything that would. Uh, that would help uh, uh, Brian McClellan and and uh, figuring something out for either a backup or a lead role uh, for the Washington Capitals. It's just uh, it's it's really tough. This is like I said, man. This is out of left field and um, and going back to uh, going back to the beginning for the Capitals. Now they got to be wondering what they're going to do next. Yeah, and I looking at the internal options because I know how people are, are asking about them. I have to assume that Vitek Vanacek would be the guy next in line over Phoenix Copley, considering he replaced him uh, in the postseason as, as the backup to Brayden Holtby. Uh, obviously, we don't get to see a lot of Vitek Vanacek, but in the, the limited amount that you have gotten to see him, uh, give us a few thoughts on, on how uh, he plays. Well, uh, you know, Kind of a, a similar style uh, to that of uh, Samsonov. I think that uh, uh, Vanacek is one of those guys who's a, a little bit more aggressive at uh, at times, or knows when to be aggressive as a goaltender. Um, uh, I've liked what I've seen. Like like you said, I haven't uh, I haven't done uh, a deep scout into how he's played in the minors. But I know that they have high hopes for him. I know that they uh, have really liked what they've seen. Uh, and uh, but, like I said, the the minors and you know uh, playing a, a little bit in the NHL is still too much of a too much of a question mark um, for the Washington Capitals. So they're going to be. Uh, I, I'm sure there's going to be some pacing back and forth and, and figuring things out. Uh, but right now. You got to go with what you have, right? I mean, um, you, you know what what is uh, what's on your uh, what's on your card right now? It's uh, it's it's two young guys, um, possibly, possibly if something were to happen to one of those two, um, uh, get injured or whatnot. Uh, and you know, I've loved what I've seen from from Copley uh, in in his uh, debut with the Washington Capitals a couple of years ago. Uh, and I've, uh, I've really liked what I've seen from, from Samsona. So not enough for, for Vanacek uh, for me to see it uh, yet, but uh, looking forward to that in the future. Yeah, and the future may be now for the Capitals, given the shocking news that Henrik Lundqvist will not be with them this season. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like you said, it's out of left field, so we'll have to watch, and I'm sure we'll have plenty more questions for you over the course of the season uh, with in regards to the goalie tandem for Washington. So thanks a lot, Johnny, for hopping on on what was a crazy day. Yes, it was, JJ. Thanks for having me, bud. 
All right, thanks to Johnny for that. This is, you know, you're piecing together an emergency pod. We've been scrambling all day. I got to say, this has been a, uh, you know, sometimes you there's, when, when you have breaking news, a lot of times there are rumors or there's, you at least have an idea of maybe something coming down the pipes. This news with Henrik Lundqvist was just a shock to everybody. And now it's clearly something the organization, I don't know, JJ, what type of, you know, I guess, you know, heads up, they may have gotten that this could be a possibility, but I know for all of us, this was a complete shock. And now the Capitals are scrambling to try to figure out what they're, I wouldn't even call it a plan B. It's like a plan E or F or G at this point, because there's not a lot of free agents out there on the market for them. Maybe they can pull off a trade, but they're going to need a veteran backup. And most likely now this becomes a lot more of a true veteran backup versus uh, well, if he needs to start for an extended period of time, he can do it. Well, like, like we have with Lundquist. Yeah, you're, you're now looking at, at a straight backup. It's just the options dictate that Samsonov has to be the number one, and the, the decision is who you go for the number two. It's not who can be the best tandem, who can push Samsonov for the, for the job. It's who can be the best backup. You know, it, internally, you got Vitek Vanacek and Phoenix Copley. I have a hard time believing Copley would be a viable option considering he was just supplanted by Vanacek in the postseason as the number two. Granted, you got Peter Laviolette coming in. Maybe Copley can impress him. But you still have the same goaltending, co- goaltending coach and Scott Murray. Um, so I I have a hard time believing Copley's going to be that guy. You've got Vitek Vanacek. I know people are high on him because the backup goalie is also always the most popular player in every city for every sport. It's just the way it is. Like I've always seen Vanacek as an NHL backup. That's just where I've been on him. Um, Ole Kolzig, we spoke to him over the summer, I believe, about Vancheck, and he sees him as a backup. I know a lot of people are clamoring for him. I may be wrong. He, he surpassed my expectations in the AHL. I'm not a scout. I may be wrong. But for all you people who are clamoring about Vancheck, I hope it's not because you saw him play one period of one exhibition game, because that's pretty much what most people have seen of Vitek Vancheck. And the fact that he was not terrible does not mean that he is destined to be an all-star starting goalie in the NHL. So let's slow our roll there. I think he's a backup. And, and as Johnny mentioned, you know, when's the last time you saw a Stanley Cup team win rolling with two goalies? You would have a combined 26 games of NHL experience in that tandem, and all of 26 of those games would be from Samsonov. So I'm not sure that's the route they want to go. I think they need a veteran. You look at the free agent market. You got guys like Corey Schneider. People need to let that one go. He was awful in New Jersey. That can't possibly be the solution. This guy went over a full calendar year without getting a win. I, I have a hard time believing he'd be realistic. You look at people like Craig Anderson, Jimmy, Jimmy Howard, Ryan Miller. Those are more realistic. Of those, probably the best of those three is Jimmy Howard. But I would go with a guy – I would look more towards a guy like Ryan Miller just because I think he would have more to teach a guy like Samsonov. Because there was a time where Miller was one of the best goalies in the NHL, and he was rolling a lot of games. So I would look to him because, really, like we said, it's almost irrelevant who your best backup option would be because you're all in on Samsonov. You have to be all in on Samsonov. You have no choice but to be all in on Samsonov. He has to be your number one. So if Jimmy Howard is a little bit better than Ryan Miller, but Ryan Miller could be a better better uh, mentor to Samsonov, then you have to go with a guy like Ryan Miller. So, you know, the ages are not great. The, the options are not great, but it's still, it, I mean, you're, in, you're stuck. You're in a tough position. 
maybe they can just go from city to city and have like the emergency goalies everywhere they go and just have a different candidate in every city. Let's just do that. Be like, everybody's going to be an open tryout for every city. I guess the other worry you have now is whether or not this hurts their Stanley cup contention, not having Henrik Lundqvist there. I'm not going to go out there and say that I, I would, that's too extreme, but that's also assuming that Ilya Samsonov is going to be something that you can count in, count on game in and game out. There's obviously a ton more factors than just your, what you were assuming was going to be your second goaltender, your backup goaltender. That's not enough to change Stanley cup chances, but it does still put a more of a glaring need on something that could be a much bigger issue that then hurts them. But right now I'm not willing to say that. Right. There, there are two camps on this right now. One is the pessimistic view that the NHL is moving more and more towards tandems. You need goalies to be well-rested heading into the playoffs. That there's a long list of teams of teams who've just won the cup where they went with the tandem. You know, look, look at Dallas who made it all the way to the Stanley cup final playing their number two and Anton Kudobin because Ben Bishop was injured before that there was the St. Louis blues who won with Jordan Bennington who came in halfway through the season Before that. It was the Caps who Brayden Holtby wasn't the starter going into the playoffs. He took over, but that was the most rested he has been in a long, long time. Then you look at the two times the cup, the penguins won the cup. They were going with uh, Flurry and Murray. Those guys were, were swinging back and forth between the starter. So that's the pessimistic view of, hey, teams need to win with tandems. That's the way it is. The optimistic view is that Tampa Bay rolled with Andre Vasilevsky, and he, young goalie, took the reins, played really well. Plus, also, you've got a short season this year. So even if Samsonov is the number one, and you have to lean on him considerably to be the number one, I mean, how many games are we talking about in what we think is going to be a 56-game season? 30, 40? I mean, so it, it's not like he's going to be overworked, and that may be the best case in it. That may be the best news out of all of this, and what is just a terrible news day for the Caps is that, hey, even if Sam Sonoff has to be the guy and you're worried about his workload because the most he's started, the most games he's played in a single season in his career, in his professional career, is 37, which we did in Hershey. He's never been the, the number one on any team that he's played, the, the outright number one. But there is some hope in the fact that it's going to be a shortened season. He's not going to be asked to play on a, a horrendous amount of games. They're not going to look to him to play 60, 70 regular game, season games just because they have no options. So he's going to play 30 to 40. He's going to be your number one. And then you just hope that he is ready to be the number one and it's not a year too soon. Yeah, that is a great point. If there's any time where you wanted a shortened season, this could certainly benefit him there. But I guess this is now what we're going to be doing. It's we're out and we're looking for backup goaltender watch to see what the Capitals do. Maybe they pull off a trade. I think more likely it's going to be some guy that they get off the scrap heap and, and hope that it works. And then they're kind of cycling through other guys behind Ilya Samsonov. But the pressure now, J.J., is on, on Ilya Samsonov to be the number one guy to step in right away and to be consistent for them. They don't have – they don't have a situation now where they can just let it play out and he can have the growing pains. It's just not going to work. So we'll see how this plays out. And clearly there's going to be a lot more of this on this podcast as the weeks go by, as opposed to, you know, the Henrik Lundqvist versus Ilya Samsonov uh, competition. That's not going to be the case anymore. If you haven't subscribed to the Capital Stock Podcast, make sure you do give us a follow on Twitter as well. Uh, JJ and I will obviously continuing to follow this, uh, you know, as this changes, I have Chick-fil-A waiting for me now. So I'm going to probably eat that. This was a fun emergency podcast. Not really, but 
it was at least good to get together and do this kind of on the fly, but kind of wish it was under better circumstances with this. You know, and again, hopefully Henrik Lundqvist gets back to full health, and I think that's what we care about the most, JJ. Absolutely. You know, last week we were sitting there, what are we going to talk about the rest of the offseason? I miss yeah. those days. I miss having nothing yeah. to talk about now. Yeah, and maybe at some point we'll actually be able to talk about a start date because, you know, of course I say this and who knows when people are listening to this podcast, maybe it comes out. But as of the taping of this, they still haven't decided when they're actually starting the season. So we'll have that and everything else coming up on the next Capitals Talk podcast.